Wake the fuck up, Canada. This is We the North. Here are your hosts, Michael and Farhan. Welcome to the We the North podcast. (laughs) My name is Michael, and I'm here with my buddy Farhan here, and wow. Can you believe that? Bro, bro. Look, (laughs) if you had told me before the series started that that Jack Campbell would have a better save percentage than Carey Price, that Toronto would significantly outscore Montreal in this series, that Toronto be up, would be up 3-1 in this series. That mm-hmm. Matthews, uh, that uh, that William Elander would have eight points in seven games. That Jason Spezza would have an, an incredible series and that the defense would be extremely solid for Toronto. Mm-hmm. I would not have believed you if you told me that Montreal would have won in seven. And yet, yeah. it happened. Jo- Joel choked again. Joel Armia with more goals than Marner and Matthews combined. <laughs> Eric Stahl, Eric Stahl, and this is the crazy stuff. Eric Stahl had as many assists as Matthews and Marner. Yeah, I think it was what was it four, uh, five, four, something yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Barry oh, Kotkaniemi had three times the goal total that Matthews had. That's so sad. Yeah, Ducharme. Ducharme, you know what? Ducharme, yeah, m- might be a genius. He might be a genius. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna waver on that for now. I you know, he might be a lot more, but you no. Know actually, what? going back on that first game, Step remember that right first direction. game? Yeah. He he had he had two two of the players scratch, Caulfield and, uh, and Kotkaniemi, right? Yeah. And that was still a stupid decision, regardless. It was a, it was a dumb decision, but looking back at it, it might have actually been smart because they won that game, right? So worst case scenario, they were lost that game and they were brought back yeah, to play for back, the next you know, game. We won, we won the series, and KK and Caulfield were both pretty big parts of that. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, hear me out. Like the first game. The, those two players weren't there, right? And if they won yeah. the game, that's great for them, right? But if they yeah. had lost, okay, they're down one game. Then so you bring him back in the second game. So it was it was really not True. that bad of a decision, actually, when I look back at it. And you know what? We won game one, eh? So yeah, exactly. That has so to he, for something, Eric Stahl had a pretty good game one as well. He, so he's actually pretty good in the playoffs, I would say. Yeah, he's actually been decent. I can't I can't say any anything bad about him besides maybe that open net he missed in game six. Mm-hmm, besides yeah. that, no, he's been pretty solid. Like he had an amazing game seven. Yeah, Place, he was making really smart plays. He took a he took a penalty there, and he had a few missed calls on him. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, really solid game seven. Pretty solid series all around. And I hope he keeps it up. You know, because in case of an injury, he'd be a great. Uh, you know, maybe he can fill that spot. Yeah, he's really up, maybe in, maybe on a third line. Hopefully, I'm not mm-hmm. counting on it. But you know, he's been decent so far. Oh yeah, that. for sure. He's a but, he's uh, the veterans in a way. I mean, the young guns actually killed it for Montreal. That's right. That's what I said. If Montreal wanted a chance at beating Toronto before the series started, I said that two things needed to happen. Carey Price had to be otherworldly, mm-hmm. and their three young studs up front would have to be the driving forces up front. Oh, and yes. what happened? The three guys up front: Cole Caulfield, Jesperi Kotkaniemi. And Nick Suzuki were arguably our three best forwards this series, or three mm. of our best forwards. Yeah, yeah. And Carey Price was otherworldly. Yeah, Carey Price was just on another level. <laughs> no, exactly. But... Carey Price played like incredible. Jack Campbell was great too. I, you know what? I, yeah. I genuinely felt bad for him when I saw him crying after the game because it's not his fault. Yeah, honestly, I think in the series he only allowed like one bad goal. I would say, and that was the last Gallagher game. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that. I think he was completely fine. He Maybe did his job in everything. Goal in game six, but besides that, you know what? He was really I, solid. I think. It, yeah, but I wouldn't even really blame him on that. It was just one. Like, yeah, it was, it was a small opening too. You know, and Toffoli was left open in front of him. So. Yeah, it was just a perfect shot there, right? And plus, he what, what does he make? Like one point six million a year, something like that. He's gonna be like I'm telling you, that kid has a, and I'm calling him a kid when I'm 18 years old and. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like 24. That man. I think. That, that man yes has mm-hmm. a bright future ahead of him. His mentality, oh, he wants to work hard, he wants to win at all costs, and you can see it. That's exactly what Toronto needs moving forward. And it's, it's, the, type of, it's the type of personality they lack, I think, because yeah. when you look at this series, why did Toronto mm-hmm. lose? You can point out, you can point to Tavares missing the entire series, and sure, yeah, that was a fact. That was definitely a factor. You can mm-hmm. point to Muzzin missing game seven, although the Leafs played you know pretty well defensively 
you know, in Game 7. I, I think. Yeah, and although Montreal still won three games without him in the lineup, right? Yeah, and uh, but the main reason Toronto lost the series was Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. They, I, they choked. They, they shit the bed, honestly. <laughs> and look, part of, that, part of that has to do with Phil Deneau going God mode, Selkie level defense on both of them. But mm-hmm. but Mitch Marner, I, I feel like played scared. He didn't Mitch, look confident Mitch at all. Mitch Marner had a had a ton of chances, but Carey Price robbed him. You know what changed the series for me, and I and I think people are overlooking this. But mm-hmm. do you remember that save Carey Price made on Mitch Marner in Game One? The was it was it like the pass uh, two on one right? Yeah, yeah, that pass from Nylander to Marner, oh yeah, and Price made that uh, I think pad or block or save. Mm-hmm. Yes. That save changed the entire complexion of this series in my opinion and here's why mm-hmm. if price doesn't save that marner has a goal marner has confidence going into that going into the next few games not only that toronto probably wins that game because mm-hmm. they go up to one and it rattles montreal's confidence so if toronto goes up one nothing in that series they could have probably swept us they could have won in five maybe probably and yeah marner would have had a good series and if Marner has a good series, that probably means Matthews has a good series. That save changed everything. And it's crazy I, to think about it because after that game one, Toronto won the next three games and went up 3-1. Mm-hmm. You know, and even that. And the Tavares factor has to be mentioned because, look, Tavares is a star player. He's an important piece to this Toronto Maple Leafs team. For sure. But if you look great. at guys who replaced him, Alex Kerfoot produced pretty well. Jason Spezza was awesome. Alex Galchenyuk mm. had a great series, you know, except except for that. Ah, except for game six, yeah, right. Except for that <laughs> yeah. turnover in game five. But he had that three-point game in game four, and he played extremely well, you know, and, and he was dangerous in game five. You know, yeah. overall. Honestly, aside that turnover, I thought he was pretty fine. I remember just, uh, yeah. I, the, I remember just seeing some memes in Montreal won. Uh, it was like, oh, Galchenyuk wins it for Montreal. Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> Stuff like that it was pretty funny. Exactly. Uh, no, and you know what? Um, at the end of the day, this series will be remembered as a Maple Leafs choke job, as it should. But Montreal should be credited with the win. They deserve all the credit in the world for coming back uh, from a 3-1 deficit here. You know, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of guts. And it takes a team effort. And Montreal laid it, on, laid it all on the line, and they won the series. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and honestly, this series, I like, I, like I was saying from the beginning, I just felt like it was destined for seven. Like it was a for me, it was a coin flip. Yeah. I the team could have won it probably in Game Seven. I, I actually think, thought, yeah, I actually thought Toronto would have taken it. Not, I didn't know they would be down three one. Obviously, I'm talking about like a few months back when I was just thinking about this. Yeah, I, I would, I thought Toronto would come through in Game Seven this time around. I, I don't know. They seem I like a different feel, team, you know, right? When Game Seven <laughs> came around, I had a bad feeling the entire day because I was. Just oh yeah, thinking, for like, sure. Toronto has to break through eventually, right? Like this can't <laughs> keep going on. You know, uh, and, and Montreal already making it to a game seven against a team of that of that caliber. That's a win for them, right? One of the best teams in the league in the regular season this year. That's a win. Exactly. Montreal came in with no pressure while Toronto. Now Montreal on wins game seven and plays a perfect road game. Like I don't want to hear anything else. They played a perfect road game. Like sure, uh-huh. Carey Price. You know, they, sure they gave up a, a few grade A chances, but that's expected in the game seven on, uh, uh, with a team on the road that's desperate. That's expected. And from Toronto, right? They're but otherwise, I mean, different. Montreal played a terrific game. And mm-hmm. you know what? They deserved... They were the better team overall. Oh, for I know sure. The, I know the expected goals show that Toronto was a better team overall through the entire series. And that's true, you know, and you can point out to that. But when it counted, Montreal Price, came through. Montreal came through. Price made the big saves. They were um, opportunistic in, from games five to six. They capitalized on turnovers and on Toronto mistakes. And mm-hmm. they're moving on to face the Winnipeg Jets. Look, I yeah. had Toronto in five, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't—I would not have been surprised if this had gone to four. Obviously, this was before <laughs> Tavares got injured, so you never know what could have happened there. But actually, yeah, that, that is very true. Complete, like the Tavares injury, may, like kind of probably really did help. But us even out then, in a but you know what? Even then, Toronto went up three-one without Tavares. Yeah, they have no excuse. I—I I, I still say they have no excuse, and their fans admit they have no excuse. And Look, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Leafs fans wanting to trade Marner. And I've come to think a bit. And look, the two guys that I'm not trading at all after this are Matthews and Nylander. Like, I am not trading them un- under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. Matthews, look, I know, he had, I know he had a bad series, but look, he's a top three player on this planet. 
You don't trade a guy like that. Like, there's yeah. no way. If you you would be beyond stupid to trade a guy like that, unless it's for Connor McDavid. That's yeah, it. and he and he had 35 shots in the series. It's just price was just un- unbelievable. Yeah, Bryce so. dropped him a few times. You know, it's uh, Matthews like wasn't great, but he had his chances. The no, the no just did an immaculate job on him the, the entire series, and the no deserves a shit ton of credit for what he did. Mm-hmm. He had They're one too- point. He had one point in seven games. But uh-huh. who cares when you play that well defensively? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna go really under the radar Donald's performance. But seriously, uh, everyone's just praising Price. But and you uh, saw it at the handshake line. You know, Matthews was giving a few words to No, and you could see that you know that respect between both of them. And No even said after the game, um, "I'd like to think that he respects my game as much as I respect his." And from the looks of it, Matthews does. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he should because No bitched him. <laughs> Dano did shut him down pretty well at times. And also, with and the help why, of Price, too. And that's why yeah. I keep preaching the no should be a Selkie freaking candidate, because he's shut down McDavid a few times this year, and he's shut down Matthews now. Like, I'm sorry? there, Like, there's not one center in the NHL that can do that. I know Bergeron's great oh. and everything, but right now, is he a better defensive center than Phil Deneau? Right now, in this moment? No, he's not. In his prime, yeah, he was, for sure. But right now, no. Right the anal- now, the analytics show it. The uh, uh, the eye test shows it. Dano is just one of the most underrated players in this league, and he deserves yeah. more recognition. Dano, it's just he doesn't get the. I just say he doesn't get the recognition because of his offensive production. But when it comes to just shut down, he's he's unbelievable at times. Now I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Um, in Montreal's case, who were the top five players in this series for Montreal? Oh, let's get sure number that... one out of the way, Carrie. Yes, yeah. yeah, let's get that out of the way. <laughs> okay, that one's number one. Who are the four other guys? The, the other stars? Hmm. The four other guys that, like, you, you can say, wow, they really showed up in this series. They came up and played big. Honestly, I think I'd have, I think I'd have Suzuki as yeah, number Suzuki one. Suzuki has to be there for sure. As, as my number two. Suzuki. Okay. Uh, not sure. I'm, I, I have to check. The last game, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a young guns, right? I'd like, give Kotkaniemi. Caulfield has to be... Caulfield, you can debate, but I thought actually, he was a great I, series. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't put Caulfield into my top four players, actually. I think I'd have him like, just slightly out. Yeah. I, first first would be Suzuki, then probably Kotkaniemi, actually. Yeah, those two were huge. Yeah, the, no, the, no, the no has to be there. Oh, yeah, we almost forgot about... <laughs> Unquestionably, the no has to be there. Actually, actually I had the no Tyler second. Tyler I'd give him... I, 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 you know... I can understand putting him there because he led the team in points, but I thought through games one through uh, five, he was pretty bad. I don't know. I don't think he was. He wasn't bad, but he was. He just he wasn't, wasn't doing anything. He wasn't doing anything, but he got like. And credit to got, him. He did, he did something that, you know, the ex Montreal captain couldn't do. He showed up in the clutch. Shades mm. <laughs> Patch ready. Yeah, sorry, Patch. <laughs> but As he, you know what? I, I feel like, um, you know, guys like uh, Corey Perry deserve a lot of credit. Uh, Joel mm-hmm. Armia deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I mean, uh, and that's something Joel I can Armia. say. Joel Armia had a consistent series, and I I don't often use the word the word consistent and Armia in the same sentence, but I can use it. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, one game he's like one game he's Leon Drysdale, next game he's invisible. <laughs> he's but invisible, I mean, but you know what you know what I like about him, and this is what mm-hmm. kind of um, uh, that's the difference between Armia and Josh Anderson. Armia when he's not doing anything offensively he's impacting the game defensively in many ways you know like he's also he hits he throws the body right so and he gives but, energy to look him. and I, yeah that's great and all but anderson when he's not scoring what is he doing he's skating fast he's mm-hmm. like you know he's creating chances he's throwing the his... odd hit here and there but i mean he's not really doing anything he's not great defensively he like uh he he's 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 he, he had a lot of turnovers in this series and Quite frankly, I think at this point, he's probably the fifth, maybe sixth best right winger on the Montreal Canadiens. Sixth? Yeah. Toffoli, Gallagher. That's Gallagher's number one. Toffoli's number two. Yeah. Caulfield's number three. Armia's number four. And mm-hmm. you can debate between Perry and Anderson, to be honest. Actually, for right now in the playoffs, I would take Perry over, over Anderson. Yeah, so you're, you're basically paying Josh Anderson $5.5 million for the next six years. To be your sixth best right winger, but still, I, aside that first game, I don't know. He was kind of invisible 
that first game he was amazing you know it's yeah, yeah I, exactly I, it, I always say it with him he shows up one game and just disappears after i, I don't know what it is actually no wait i take that back he wasn't he wasn't uh, invisible that's, that's kind of an insult he did create he, chances okay no you know what he was visible in game seven but he missed mm-hmm. two wide open nets yeah he, he missed, cost us the game right there yeah he missed some open nets and also but but at the same time he was you could see him just rushing in doing his power forward things and you know creating a line change for the rest of his team while he four checked into the uh, offensive zone right but yeah that that you didn't really see much of him that's all i re- i really remember him doing to be honest yeah but that's still underrated that's a good job i'd say no i agree you know what and also i want to give an honor honorable mention to two players that i was very very low on heading into this series shea weber and ben Sherratt. now credit words due those two played an excellent series and they're they were pretty damn good. Besides the odd <laughs> stupid penalty here and there, both were vital to stopping Matthews and Marner. They were matched. They were matched up against them like the entire series, and they did an admirable. And they and they did an admirable job mm-hmm. against them. Weber didn't have all the credit in the world. Now, mm-hmm. I would still rather see a puck moving defenseman on that Weber pair. So maybe put Kulak there. Mm-hmm. But Brad Kulak was actually scratched one of the games. I remember, which is unacceptable because he's a great defenseman. Yeah, I was honestly but, surprised. But. Yeah, and I'd like to see Romanov in there. I don't know why he didn't get into the series, but Gustafsson was solid. Gustafsson yeah. in the games he played was real solid, and he deserves to stay in the lineup. Now, Joel Edmondson um, mm-hmm. almost cost us game six. Oh, did he? Yeah, that turnover, the Spezza goal, he made the turnover on that play, and I think he was oh, yeah, on the yeah. ice, and he was on the ice during that Brody goal. He, he had a bad game. He was making turnovers at, like, left and right that game i didn't appreciate his game but overall you know okay series i guess mm-hmm. jeff petrie i i thought he had a good defensive series but I, i'd like to see him play i'd it, like to see him get more involved offensively like i know i i think it's it, i think it's because he's injured right now i've, I've read some reports injured. like gallagher yeah. too, i think he's injured too yeah like i read some reports like petrie's actually playing a bit injured so that's why he he's looks, not really he, the best he looks nonchalant on the ice like he looks his, his body language looks looks off kind of and he mm-hmm. looks he looked kind of slow like less yeah. than he usually does he has to be injured i think because he's not moving the puck the way he normally did in the regular season it seems and, and he's gonna be big in, in that series against the jets where you know you're gonna you're gonna have to like get aggressive against your defense because their defense is shaky right like they have neil pionk and i mean that's about it like josh morris he's cool hey, and all but, but he's, he's bad defensively hey, but, Del and jordy benner the mellow is fine jordy ben's bad uh, and Pullman's okay. We'd say this, but they did shut down Drysdale and McDavid, right? Their I playoffs mean, are different. They've been, they've been, they've been pretty good. Hellebuck oh. did. Hellebuck did, but also they and, you know, really, Winnipeg they won really three of their, their games. Winnipeg won three of their games in overtime. Oh yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying, like McDavid and Drysdale, their chances were generally limited too, especially in the first game. I think first game or first two and games. They showed up in Winnipeg though. Uh, dry saddle, uh, dry saddle, and uh, McDavid. McDavid? Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they showed up, but a lot of them was in the power play too. But sure, but it's, re- tro- it's showing up regardless. You know, at least you're mm-hmm. scoring. Look at Toronto, how how much they could have used the power play goal. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's incredible Support. how bad their power play is with all those superstars there. Montreal's <laughs> power play up to game five had me ripping my hair out. Yeah, honestly, it was at times brutal. Like at times, yo, honestly, I I did, I was just praying Montreal would not get a power play because I was like, I was like reject play. the power play, reject the power play. <laughs> reject the power also, before before I forget, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Manny Malholtra, the power play coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the ex Montreal Canadian. I appreciate your service, our secret and agent, you, and, I, and I think you deserve an extension, Sir Malholtra. <laughs> yo, you always do your thing, buddy. He's, he's our secret agent. Yes, <laughs> he, he played yeah. with Montreal back in 2014, right? When they made the Eastern Conference Finals. And 2015. 2015, right? He had like one goal the entire year, and it was against Toronto. Hey, but he was, a, he, was a, he was a beast when he came to face-offs. That's all yeah, I remember. He was, yeah, he was honest. a face-off monster. Like, if, he's, <laughs> if he's your face-off coach, then great. Yeah, he, he's, he'd be pretty adept at that. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk Powerful? about Toronto's side now. Mm-hmm. What do you do now if you're Toronto? If you're Kyle Dubas right now, you're, you're like... You have a great team in front of you, and they just choked again. What do you Honestly, do? Honestly, the very obvious answer that I feel like millions of people, mil- millions of Toronto fans are going to say is, blow it up. <laughs> Get I, rid I, of Marner. The most popular of- option is, is trade Marner. That's what I'm saying right now. And look, if there's anyone in the big four you want to trade, it's probably Tavares. But 
at this point, I don't know if any team's really interested in that contract. Also, uh, he has a no movement clause, right? I don't exactly. think you can trade him anywhere. And yeah, he he agreed to sign here, you know, as a free agent. I don't know if Toronto will trade him. Uh, also, he trusts he's their most, captain, right? Yeah, yeah. Mar- and but Mar- and Marner's making like ten point nine million. So the odds are, and I hate to say it for Toronto fans, but Nylander is probably the odd man out because he's making seven mil, and it mm-hmm. sucks because he shouldn't be the odd man out. And look, you know what I think? I've I've had time to think about this and consider it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Toronto. I don't think their problem is really their roster. I think it's just their killer will. They're in. It's like they they need a killer instinct. They don't That's have any like, killer instinct. They need it's, a different mentality. It's like, like LeBron James. It's it, 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 it's like LeBron James up until he won that first championship. You remember that that uh, series in 2011 against the Dallas Mavericks? Mm-hmm. He yeah. averaged 17 points per game and it was outscored by a bench player in Jason Terry. And mm-hmm. the Heat were outclassed and lost in six. Yeah. Like that was one of the most, that, that was one of the biggest choke jobs in sports history, if yeah. not the biggest. It has a major but stain on his legacy. He learned to win. He learned mm-hmm. to win. You need to bring in guys right now that have won. And not just any guy, you know, like Montreal brought in Corey Perry, right? And he's been a great addition. But I mean, in, an impact player. They did, they did uh, bring in Jake Muzzin. And Jake Muzzin, I was Angeles just going to say, Jake Muzzin was a great addition, and you got to keep him. TJ Brody was an amazing addition. I can't say enough about mm-hmm. him. He's, he was an amazing value signing, and all credit to Kyle Dubas for signing him because he's their best defenseman, in my opinion. He's probably the best defenseman in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd go in as far as to say that. Yeah, he's that good. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's on both sides of the puck. He just controls the game. I don't know and you know what I feel like yeah the obvious answer is trade Marner trade Marner trade Marner for who well, no one's like, gonna really want him actually there is one scenario I can see and this is a blockbuster and mm-hmm. I don't know if it would even solve Toronto's main issue but Marner for Eichel but you add. Yo, I was legit about to say that. I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that a lot lately. Marner for Eichel. Look, Jack Eichel on Toronto Maple Leafs would be scary as fuck. I can't see it happening. I can't honest. see it happening though. Although you know, salary wise, it would work. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you know, I'd rather see. I'd I'd rather see Eichel on the Habs. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But I'd also, do like, to have him on his team. Where would you place Eichel? He'd be in this. He'd be either first or second line, right? Which would mean Tavares would get signed onto the third just, line. Or you just put him on like the on Matthews's right wing. Ah, on the Matt, I wouldn't want him on the wing. Honestly, I, w- I would want him to stay. Or you put or you put Tavares on that top line, and you put Nylander on like you do Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, mm-hmm. and you do like Hyman, Eichel, and like uh, whoever. Nylander, I guess. Nylander's already on the top line, and if you trade Marner, he's out. So. All right. But no, you know what? It's. I, um, I don't think we can do question that. Question now. I have a question for you, and this is mm-hmm. one that a lot of Habs fans have a mixed opinion on. Um, after winning this type of series, do you keep Mark Bergevin and Dominic Ducharme? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, said before, I said before the series, if they can sum up uh, beat Toronto, I want I want them in for another another year, at least. Okay. Honestly, yeah. with this series win, Bergevin probably bought himself another five years <laughs> for this yeah, job. Yeah, you can see him Price after that game. Like, he was like, yeah. thanks for saving my job, Price. Yeah, no, he, but, he probably has another five years, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Mm, okay. No, I, I'm not saying I would give him five years. I'm just saying with how Canadians uh, Listen, treat I think, their GMs. Look, I think that Ducharme has shown a lot of good in the playoffs, and he's you know been a lot better than expected. However... That doesn't excuse the last 30 games of the regular season. And I need to see more from him to really, you know, base my base a proper informed opinion on him. Now, as for Bergevin, I mm-hmm. think he should be fired. I think he deserves to be fi- fired more than Ducharme does. And the only way I'll change my I'll change up that answer is if Montreal makes the final four and actually puts up a fight. Actually, okay. And I, I don't mean, say, and, and, I, and I don't mean like you know, just like wi- like winning the series. I mean just you know, ha- ma- making it a competitive series. Because look, let's be honest, if they're playing Colorado, like no one expects any much fun. There's no chance. Like, I, I just don't get. I, I wouldn't give them a, a chance in hell to beat that team. 
Yeah, unless, it's a, unless both McKinnon and McCarr got injured, and, and even then, even then, I don't know. Yeah, if it's like last year's Colorado Avalanche, then like maybe I'll go to six, but they'll still take it, right? It's just... Exactly. That team is just too good. They're too deep. They're perfect. They're perfectly managed. They're perfectly coached. If it's Vegas, you have a chance. But if it's Colorado, I'm sorry, man. It's just it's a bad the, matchup. The finals is more and more looking like it's going to be Tampa Bay versus Colorado. That'd be yeah. that'd be so sick. Honestly, I really want to see that. But at the same time, I'm gonna try to go far. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We'll see. Um, let's, Who do uh, you have? Let's talk about that. Winnipeg. Actually, let's talk about that. So, let's talk about the second round first. Like, mm-hmm. we'll get to Montreal, Winnipeg in a bit here. Um, so, okay. as we're speaking right now, Tampa Tampa's up one nothing against Carolina in the series, and they're up two nothing in game two. So they're about to take a two nothing series lead. And both mm-hmm. games they've won are in Carolina. So mm-hmm. they're about to go up 2-0, and they're heading back home. With home ice advantage. Yeah. So who's winning that series, in your opinion? Well, at the moment, honestly, I had Carolina winning it, but going down 2-0 against Tampa Bay, yeah. it, it's going to Tampa Bay, right? <laughs> I'm going to take, take Tampa in six. I think Carolina's going to put up a fight, but mm-hmm. Tampa's ultimately going to win it. Yeah, um, in my about, bracket, I did have Carolina winning, but tap like Nikita Kucherov. It it seems like he hasn't missed a beat. I thought he was going to come in it's rusty. Insane. It's insane. Uh, but actually, I've heard people say they really changed their style for him because you know he's not actually one hundred percent. I think there's some kind of. I didn't used to think it, but I think there's some kind of conspiracy there. I think mm-hmm. Kucherov was healthy way ahead of the playoffs. Yeah, I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that. Uh, like it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that he was ready, like right when the playoffs started. It's not a coincidence. Uh, actually, no. I, I I think it is. You know, I'm giving I'm giving benefit like of the doubt. One year, and the day he comes back is the playoffs. I'm sorry, there's no way. No, I think like he was actually supposed to come in, by, come back by the second round, but he just like really rushed it. Is that no, no, what I, that's no, what I think? No, on the on the contrary, I think he was supposed to come back like in the last few games of the regular season at best, maybe even earlier. But mm-hmm. he, but you know, Tampa because of cap issues, they held, you know, they uh, they held it back. Montreal mm-hmm. did the same, to be honest. You know, like they didn't want to play th- their guys who were kind of injured a bit. Yeah, and, and Kucherov like, wasn't a hundred percent, and he still isn't a hundred percent. But I yeah. wouldn't, if I was Tampa Bay, I would want him playing in the regular season. I'd be like, yo, fuck that, get him in, uh, get him in the playoffs. Not. Yeah, of course not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ultimately, I'd have I have Tampa Bay winning the series in six now. Uh, yeah. Boston Islanders. This is interesting. It's tied one one. Zekas had the overtime winner in game two, and they're heading back to uh, Isle, Isles County. Islanders. Yes. Yes, sir. So uh, we're not winning that series. I have Boston in seven. Boston seven. Yeah. I have Boston in six. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna go six or seven because yeah, the Isles are putting up a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. But Boston but- just looks like it. it they look good. They yeah, Bo- really Boston good. destroyed my bracket. I had Washington going to the finals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, you know, they smacked just, them. They have such a great. The addition of Taylor Hall really completed uh, their it, offense. Their top six is complete. <laughs> yeah, their top six is complete. Like they've they've always had that one missing piece. Like where, mm-hmm. yeah, Jake DeBrusque was cool. You know, uh, he was good. Yeah, but yeah, you, I, but you know, on the third line is a. But they were always better. missing that like that big complimentary piece. You know, mm-hmm. David Krejci was cool, but you know he's regressing. Mm-hmm. And they always miss that one guy. They got it with Taylor Hall, who's been yeah. nothing short of uh, spectacular with Brilliant. Boston. Yeah, like, so, they I, have I that Boston perfection. That series, you know, it's gonna be a Boston Tampa Bay matchup. Um, let's talk about Colorado Vegas. And listen, this series has been the series I've been looking forward to the most. Same. And game one, Colorado won seven to the one. Stomp. I I couldn't believe it. I and didn't one think it was gonna I, be this I bad. I just don't understand. Is why the fuck Vegas went with Leonard over Fleury? No, they went with Leonard because uh, to rest Fleury. He he had he played seven games in thirteen in thirteen days, so he was he was a bit he was really tired. That's what okay. We, well, uh, now coach. I'm sorry if you don't dress if you don't dress Fleury the next game. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. You oh yeah, for sure. Him. He's coming back the next game. It's just uh, Good. I I understand the reasoning. To be quite frank, I I understand the reasoning. He's what, how old is uh, Mark Andre Fleury? 39? late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I think he he's, did uh, I think he's uh, 36 or 37 years old. 36 or 37? Oh, it might be, yeah. yeah. But but anyways, Lehner, Lehner, they have two starting goalies. Give, give Marc-Andre Fleury a, a break. If Lehner won that game, it looks it looks brilliant. If they don't, it just looks bad. It just it looks bad, sure, but he'll come, he'll come back, right? Yeah, so. you know what? My original prediction here, and it's stupid because 
I made this prediction because the Avs won the President's Trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said Vegas in seven just because the Avs won the President's Trophy. And now I'm thinking Avs in four or five. It's, it's bad, bad. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say Avs in, in five games. I'm going to say Avs in six. I think that first game is more of a fluke. Seven one. I doubt the series going to be like that the whole way through. Yeah, uh, I have a hard time so. seeing that. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't want to see a stomp, man. <laughs> I want to see a competitive. I want to see a seven-game series here. That'd be entertaining as hell. Yeah, seven. Yeah, but I think it's going to go to six. But I hopefully it'll be seven. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Yep. And now, to the matchup the crowd wants to hear about the final two teams standing for the North Division: the Winnipeg Jets versus the Montreal Canadiens. Connor Hellebuck versus Carey Price. That's the main headline. Who do you got? Let's see. I think, I think Montreal. I have I have a lot of faith in Montreal right now, but the, I think I'm gonna go with Montreal because historically, mm. teams that win in four games tend to struggle against the teams that won in seven. I don't know yeah. why that is, but I that's that's like my big and only reason why I'm gonna go with Montreal. I have you know, Montreal you know in six me of or seven. This reminds me of uh, 2018. Uh, to a lesser extent, though, twenty uh, yeah, I think twenty nineteen actually, when the Islanders were playing the Penguins in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and uh, they swept them, they and then the Islanders the got swept in the next round by Carolina. Now look, in this case, I in no way, shape, or form do I think Montreal is sweeping Winnipeg because <laughs> Hellebuck, you, you know, you combine Connor Hellebuck with that deadly offense, that deadly depth of theirs, and Winnipeg could easily win the series, and I think it's really, it really comes down to, you know, who sticks to their game plan uh, the most. Mm-hmm. You you saw it with Montreal, you know, like even after that game four loss when they were down three one, they kept, they kept it with that same game plan and they won the series. Yeah, their their whole style their is game, trapping. Yeah, whichever team, you know, starts playing the other team's style is going to be in trouble. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to game one here because. I think Montreal, you know, they're rolling right now. I think mm-hmm. Winnipeg's had a lengthy break, so you know they're kind of they're probably going to come out uh, a bit, uh, a bit nonchalant. Yeah, say. a bit nonchalant, a bit uh, nervous, maybe mm-hmm. a bit rusty. And I think Montreal needs to take advantage of that. So we'll see what happens in Game One. Overall, I have Montreal winning the series in seven games. Montreal in seven. I have Montreal. In six or seven, that coin flip there, basically. Yeah. I'd say I'd say six, but you know that's that's just a random guess. All the I games think, are going to be two one. I think ironically, <laughs> you know, Toronto was a better team than Winnipeg, but Winnipeg's a a worse matchup for Montreal than Toronto. Mm, okay. Because you know, I know Jack Campbell was great, but Connor Hellebuck is unbelievable. He can steal, he can steal games like Carey Price. Yeah, exactly. So. And, and and their power play has been lights out. You know, so I expect you know that that sh- that could continue against us, and you know, a big part of why we beat Toronto was because Toronto's power play struggled. That uh-huh. might not be the case against Winnipeg. Now this season, Deneau completely shut out Mark Shifley, and I expect him mm-hmm. to limit limit him a lot this series too. But the main guy I'm looking at is Nikolai Ehlers up front. He's back, right? So. Because one guy I'd compare him to is Willie Nylander, and look at what Willie Nylander did to us. They're both fast. They're both skilled. They're both they're both good two way players, and they're very similar in terms of style of play. So mm-hmm. Montreal's gonna have a tough time containing that, I think. Yeah. So I said Montreal in six. Actually, I'm, I think I'm gonna bring it up. I think it's gonna be Montreal in seven. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with what you said. Montreal like, uh, seven. Yeah. And but I can easily see Winnipeg taking it. I, I think it's gonna be a long yeah. series. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna I, be a I long easily, series. Yeah, it's gonna be a grind either way. You know, and uh, looking at it, looking at the coaching battle here, um, Paul Maurice is in great. Dominic Ducharme is unproven and mo- for the most part, not great. It's kind of a wash, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, special teams, the advantage there goes to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Goaltending, I mean, goaltending, it's really, it's, 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 it's a wash. It's a wash. Yeah. Like, really, it's, it's so close. Like this series, overall, Halibug's the better goaltender because he's more consistent. But just in the playoffs alone, it's close. It's really just, yeah. Just from what Price has been able to show in the playoffs, not only this playoff, but just in the playoffs, his whole career, yeah. it's really close, right? 
I mean, uh, Connor Helbeth's coming into this game with a 950 save percent average in four games. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, oh my god. It's completely ridiculous. And, and that was against Edmonton, so like Montreal doesn't have nearly the firepower as Edmonton. They're just a lot more consistent, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, but Edmonton, if you stop, if you stop two guys on Edmonton, you stop their entire team. Exactly. That's what I was saying. That's with what I was Montreal, to say. with Montreal, the, the thing with Montreal that I've noticed is that, you know. Teams can't really look at like a specific guy or two to really stop because Montreal has no superstars. It's it's a lunchbox, you know. <laughs> Anyone can just score. Yeah, that's I not. That's... I, I know it's a weird analogy, but it's a lunchbox. It's just, yeah. it's just like it's a bunch of, um, you know, ingredients mixed together, and you know they just kind of they play as a team. Really, that's that's what Montreal does. You know, mm-hmm. they they can roll four lines when they're playing at their best, and and the reason I'm picking Montreal here is because. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to change their style of play because if they weren't willing to change their style of play after being down three-one against Toronto, there's no way they're doing it in this series. Yeah, no uh, actually, good. Winnipeg Toronto. hasn't faced, and Winnipeg has not faced the adversity that the adversity that Montreal has faced. Mm-hmm. And just going back to Toronto real quick, it seemed like the Toronto Maple Leafs the whole series kept trying to play the Montreal style. Yeah, it, it was it was it dump and chase, look- dump and chase. I don't get it. Yeah, Montreal can do that because honestly, they don't have that much great skill. <laughs> but exactly. Toronto, besides, they besides have... Caulfield, uh, Suzuki, and Kotkaniemi. Yeah, like, not much. Yeah. The rest of the, the rest of the team are mostly like not grindish per se, but they don't. Toffoli's they don't cool. Do... Yeah, Toffoli's cool, you know, but he's Toffoli's got nice hands. I'll, I'll give him that. Perry mm-hmm. Perry's got nice hands, but you know he's slow. Uh, Gallagher, not really the most skilled guy. Tatar's skilled, mm-hmm. but for some reason we have him out of the lineup. Yeah, but most of these players cannot just coast into the zone like a lot of the Toronto Maple Leafs players can. And that's, that's why, and that's why Drew would have been great in that series. I think like mm-hmm. Drew probably would have excelled, and Drew excels in the playoffs historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? I mean, I'm picking Montreal in seven because yeah. I just think that they're not going to waver from their style of play, and I think their style of play is going to work against a team like Winnipeg. Oh yeah, and also I'm I'm also going with the I, I agree with you on that, and also I just agree, and I just uh. My point is also that Montreal's coming in from seven, while Winnipeg's coming in from four. So I think with that reason too, Montreal is going to be more on the more on the advantage because historically it's just like that, right? So yeah, you have to watch out for Winnipeg though because they can come at you in bunch. It's not like Toronto where, like, you know, if you stop one line, you know, mm-hmm. like especially in, this, in that series without Tavares, you know, if you stop one line, it makes your job like a lot easier, right? Like yeah, Nylander had a great series, but in this case, you know, they're going to come at you in waves. Their fourth line is is mad, but their third line is one of the best in the league, if not the best, with Cop, um, Lowry, and Appleton. And then mm-hmm. you have a top six with guys like Shifley, uh, Connor, Ehlers, Wheeler, Dubois, and I'm forgetting someone, uh, Stastny. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good top six. Although you know Dubois hasn't gotten it, hasn't gotten it going yet, and he needs to get it going in this series. Uh, but you know what? I feel. I feel confident in Montreal's chances because, if because mm-hmm. I just I, I just like the matchup forward wise. Mm-hmm. Montreal's forwards have great two way ability. I mm-hmm. think Deneau can shut down Shifley. I think I think Wheeler's trash. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 he's, I don't really say it. <laughs> he's ass analytically. He's not like he, I don't. He, he, he gets the points, but then he, he gives up net, three points. Yeah, he's yeah. not a net positive when yeah. he's on the ice. It's it's weird. Like he, you see him on, it and he'll get you a point or two, but then he'll allow like four points in the yeah, game. Yeah, Montreal's key in this series is going to be stay out of the box. Just stay out of the box. Mm-hmm. That's literally That's... it. If Montreal stays out, stays out of the box, and when they're when they're in the box, they have a good PK. That's that's a great that's a great recipe for. Uh, to win this series, yeah, we need the reps from like Game Seven and Game Six. <laughs> yeah, we need of Toronto, of Montreal, right? <laughs> yeah. Although you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wager, I'll, I'll counter uh, point that with the refs were really against Montreal for the major part of that series. I know they, I know bad bad calls went both ways, but mm-hmm. there were three goals in that series that never should have counted had it not been for the refs. In Game Two, uh, Spencer scored that first goal for Toronto. And that was after the we tried to clear the puck, and it went off the fucking ref. Mm-hmm. And the second goal they scored was a few seconds after Kerfoot slashed Toffoli in the in the fucking stomach. Mm-hmm. And then um, another goal was, I mean, I remember there was actually one play 
where yeah. I think it was Gallagher and another player, I forget the other player, they both like hit each other in the face and only Gallagher got called for that penalty. And then and then they scored. Yeah, exactly. I remember that that was actually really ticked yeah, me off. That's, yeah, I was that, yeah, that's one that's another play. Like Yeah, that, that should have been either four on four or just nothing, no calls. I don't yeah, know why that I won't That was a pathetic fucking call, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? In this series, I feel like it. You know, Winnipeg's key to success here is just put pressure on Montreal's D. Like they don't have the most mobile defense out there. You know, mm-hmm. especially if they keep it, keep the the pairings intact with Weber, Sherrod, Petrie, Edmondson. Um, so exploit that, <laughs> and also get bodies in front of Carey Price. That's what I'm yeah. gonna say. Montreal's game plan: get bodies in front of Connor Hellebuck, and <laughs> actually the same thing. Exploit their yeah. defense. And stay out of the box. Uh, yeah, Montreal's just an added point. Stay out of the box because they're scary, man. Stay out, stay out of the box, Montreal. Just stay out of the box. And this much. Uh, I forgot what I was say. So yeah, you know, overall, I think it's going to be a great series. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to go with Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Winnipeg could very well win this series, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Mm-hmm. If Winnipeg no. wins the series, I won't be dis- I won't be disappointed. We beat the fucking Leafs, and yeah. I am fucking hyped, bro. Exactly. No pressure in Montreal for this series, honestly. Honestly, like look, they beat Toronto, right? So there you go. <laughs> we beat, At least they can say three one every time. We beat they- a team that many called a Stanley Cup contender, and I called a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. So, you know what? I know they choked, but we beat a good fucking team. And we have bragging rights for the yeah, next now, next like ten years. Yep. Next time a, next next time a Toronto fan wants to talk shit, just say three one. You'll shut him up. Three <laughs> one. Nineteen sixty seven. Five one lead to Ottawa. Fifty four um, years. Boston. Four uh, one leads. Uh, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be the new uh, champions in oh, um, man, David Ayers, of course. David Ayers. They're, they're gonna be the uh, the new champions when it comes to uh. They're the Los Angeles Dodgers out of cup. They're the Los Angeles Clippers of the NHL. <laughs> hey, that's disrespectful to the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> that's true. I'm not, sorry, Clippers. I, I fucking hate you guys, but yeah, that's disrespectful. But you know what? <laughs> I feel bad for their fans. I don't know if you saw the Steve Dangle uh, live. Yeah, yo, he looked like he was about to cry. Man, look- you know what? It's, I feel for him because he's been watching the Leafs for 14 years. He's been covering them. And not <laughs> once has he covered a second-round playoff series. I mean... <laughs> Like, to us, it's, it, like, it's fucking normal. Like, look, Montreal's been... I've been a fan since 2014. Mm-hmm. They've won five five playoff series since then, I think. And Which is not a, bad. It's a great fucking feeling. Mm-hmm. They, you know? they have an experience that feeling. And I feel for Toronto fans. I'm telling you, I feel like the minute Toronto wins that playoff series, they're going to go on a run. Mm-hmm. It's just the place to stop playing scared. That's, that's really it. It's, it's that killer will, man. They need to going ready they need to have a winning mentality it's it's, mm-hmm. it's meant it's it's all in their heads really like i don't yeah. know what it is it's it's just it's weird and also this is this a small point real quick why is montreal playing a back-to-back with winnipeg that's ridiculous i hate back-to-back they, they, games they, they, in the playoffs yeah, yeah they had a back-to-back against toronto too and they yeah because i because i feel like a back-to-back game the winner of the first game has the advantage for the next game because they, they there's no reset for the team that just lost so i hate that i don't it feels weird it feels odd because the one no, team has advantage yeah. right there. Just, there. There's no rest for either team. It sucks. Yeah. And also, I mean, you, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, just, you want to give a team, you want to give both teams a rest in the middle so both teams can reset so they can be at their best the game after, the day after, right? No, absolutely. I, I agree completely. Like, it's, it's the fucking playoffs. You know, you can't really, yeah. like, you need to give the players some rest. It's intense hockey. Like, yeah. You know, and, I'm going to ask you something now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to name me the following players. For Montreal, who is your X factor in this series? Who is one player that uh, that you think no one's talking about that might have a big series? And who is one player uh, you think might disappoint, might struggle in this kind of series? Okay, let's see. The X factor, Carey Price. Uh, <laughs> okay. What was and name the other things again? The uh, who is one guy you think might struggle in the series? Someone might struggle. Honestly, I'm, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Petri. I think. I feel like he's gonna struggle a bit more. He's still not fully healed, right? With, yeah. with, with his quote-unquote injury that we think he has, I, the way he's playing, I think he's gonna struggle a bit trying to keep up with the the first lines and stuff. No, I agree. I think um, 
Personally, I think Gallagher's can continue to struggle. And I think the X factor, like X factor, I look at it as in a way where like, yeah, Carey Price is obviously an X factor, but I, th- I feel like we know what we're going to get with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's a few other guys where if they perform well, that could change the entire. Oh, do you mean like a forward or a defenseman? Like besides like, Carey Price? <laughs> like not, I'm not saying besides Carey. I'm saying a guy that's like that if he performs well, he could change the entire complexion of this series. Like not a guy that you know what you're getting with. Okay. You know? So Carey Price, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. Okay. So you know, a guy that you look at and you're like, this guy if he performs up to expectations or just like above expectations, he could change the entire complexion of this series. No, I'm gonna go with a, a bit of a shocker pick. I'm gonna say Corey Perry. Corey I was Perry, gonna, wow. I was gonna say Suzuki maybe, but that's a, that's an obvious pick. But Corey Perry has got that experience. He can show up in these big games. Yeah, and he did it last year with Dallas. So that's true. I would not be surprised. I feel like he could be, he could just score a random goal here and there. He can get that big game winner like he did in Game Seven. Yeah, he, yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna go with Corey Perry. My pick is gonna be Jeff Petrie, and here's why. Oh, Petrie. Okay. I think I think Montreal won that series against Toronto, and they did it without offense from the back end, which is vital. Yeah. And if Montreal gets, if Petrie gets back to putting up points to scoring goals, that's going to open up the entire play in Winnipeg's zone when Montreal's attacking. Because mm-hmm. then you have a threat from, from the blue line. You know, most times you can notice in, in the Toronto series, Toronto players were cheating on uh, on their defense because Weber can't, can't fucking shoot. Petrie was struggling. Sherrod uh, and Edmondson can't do anything offensively so mm-hmm. you know toronto players were cheating there so i think if a guy like jeff petrie steps up offensively he can change the entire complexion of this series now um who's one guy that you're looking at that you think no one's talking about but you think might have a big series i'm not i would say i'll take tatar he was invisible that first series and he was even i think he got injured for one of the games undisclosed undisclosed injuries yeah so I think I'm gonna go with Tatar. If he comes back, I wouldn't be surprised if he just goes off a little yeah. bit. He plays. He plays in the second line ra- nowadays. It seems. Yeah. So I, for me, there's uh, there's two guys here. Um, Yoel Armia, because Armia, I don't know why he always plays well against the Jets. It's, it's his former team, right? So he has an extra motivation, I guess. But he always plays well against them, and. Uh, I think if he plays well, you know, if he plays consistent, that's huge for Montreal because when he's consistent, he's he's a star. He plays like a star. It's not even an exaggeration. Yeah, no. But sure, he's not yeah. consistent often enough, you know? Yeah, he, he has one yeah. great game in like five average games. <laughs> like More like 10 average games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the second guy I'd like to point out is Jake Evans. I think Jake Evans Jake has Evans. untapped offense potential. I think we've all seen how good he can be defensively. But now that he's playing on, on that top line, I think he's going to get more offensive opportunity, more offensive... Wait, Jake Evans playing the top line? Yeah, with uh, Dano and Gallagher. Oh, damn, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a great shutdown line. But I think Jake Evans might have a big series. Mm-hmm. There's one guy, I said before the playoffs, I told Twitter, watch out for this guy in the playoffs. I think he might be good. And you know what? Montreal is 4-0 in the playoffs with Jake Evans in the lineup. <laughs> I... I... Well, I did. I didn't even know that. I I know he came yeah. in or got scratched a couple games, but uh, I mean, look, I maybe it's a coincidence, but Jake Evans is generally one of the most underrated players on his team. And actually, I'm gonna bring up a third guy here, mm-hmm. and Brett Kulak. So Brett Kulak. Okay. Brett Kulak, I'm bringing this guy up, but only for the purposes, uh, only if Ducharme plays him on the top four, because look, if he's gonna get ten minutes again per game, it's not he's not gonna be able to uh, play his game. Uh, at mm-hmm. a high level. If you're playing him with Petrie, which that pair has been amazing in the past, or you're playing him, or you're playing him with Weber, which, you know, that pairing, I actually like the small sample of what, of what I saw from them. Mm-hmm. Then, then you can see, then you're going to see what you can truly get from this guy. And he moves the puck. He's great defensively in transition. He's great defensively overall. And yeah. I think he can change the entire complexion of the series as well. We think he's great though, but he just for whatever reason his ice time is super low. In that game when, when I, I don't game understand six, his deployment. Like he's he's our second best defenseman. Legitimately, like, he is. And in game six, when the when the game went to overtime, fifteen minutes in, apparently in that whole game he only had six minutes of ice time. Yep. So I don't understand why he was just benched. Maybe was he injured? I don't think he was. So yeah, he, I don't he played it. the next game. I mean, I think it's just Montreal, Ducharme trying to play it safe. I don't know why though, because Kulak is safe player 
Yeah, I mean, whatever he did, it worked, I guess you can say. I can't really complain, but... <laughs> I don't know, it's like he has an allergy to puck-moving defenseman, yet he plays mm-hmm. Eric Gustafson, who, who... He's been good, credit to him, yeah, but yeah. In, in the past, he's been a complete liability defensively. Mm-hmm. I don't get the logic there, but, you know, okay, I guess. Hey, also, it looked like, a, it looked like a Montreal adapted t- Tampa-based power play in Game 7. Did you see that? The yeah, umbrella? that was a beauty play. That umbrella, dude, it was it was exactly like Tampa Bay. You, you, you know, you know what I want to I, I, I want to pay attention to this, right? That Caulfield mm-hmm. passed it to Foley in the slot. That's something mm-hmm. that Montreal wasn't exploring enough, enough this year. And look how it opened the play. Caulfield mm-hmm. to Foley, quick pass, quick pass, shot scores. Like Montreal needs to move the puck quick like that, and their power play can be good. Yeah, it's just they, I, they honestly the team just lacks the skill, and I think they also lack the confidence. I don't, I don't think they lack the they lack the skill. Like Caulfield, Suzuki, Petrie, to Foley. Uh, even Perry down low. That's a good. That's a good fucking unit. Th- that's a good unit, but at the same time, they're not Tampa Bay first line unit, right? Of course not. But you know, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Colorado's Colorado. Toronto's Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. All oh, I'm saying is like Toronto for this. Sucked, but you know, for, for, all I'm saying is for that power play setup, it looked exactly like Tampa Bay's umbrella setup, and it just made me go, "Damn, Montreal has that confidence." Because usually they have three guys on the goal line and two guys on point, but they just switched it up all of a sudden. It's like they were scouting Tampa Bay. Uh, so maybe maybe you know that's what they're gonna do against Winnipeg. Gotta do what you gotta be, do. It should be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see uh, uh, what's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. uh, man, it should be a fun series against Winnipeg. I feel like it's gonna be a, a little boring. I'm not gonna lie. Probably a lot yeah, of two-one you know games, one-zero games. You have two elite goaltenders, one on each side, and uh, you know you have well, two, two teams that got by. You know their former opponents mm-hmm. uh, in a similar way. Really, they played that stingy defensive game. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of boring, trapping, right? Yeah, boring hockey, but it worked. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of traps, I think, for Montreal specifically. But I think Winnipeg's also going to be trapping it up a little bit. But And I feel like if, if Winnipeg continues to play that game against Montreal, mm-hmm. um, Montreal has the edge. Yeah. Because then it kind of limits your offensive players, you know, and Ehlers and those guys. And Montreal, you know, like, uh, I don't know, they're, they, they like playing that style for some reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that grid and grind series. You know, for, yeah. it's gonna be tough, and whoever comes out of that series is gonna get destroyed by Colorado. <laughs> so it's but, it's pointless, but you know, at least they did it, right? <laughs> yeah, at least they did. And, and honestly, I mean, hey, making it to the final four. I mean, yo, yeah, cool. And, and you know, at least there'd be like some kind of chance, I guess. Mm-hmm. And even if the games are boring, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think made it to the second round. I, I don't care. I'm still happy to watch. If we lose, we lose. You know what? We beat the fucking Leafs. That's all I'm happy about. Exactly. That's, that's all I have to say. Fuck! Follow us!